Testing one, two, three. Testing one, two, three. Hey guys, welcome back to Storytime Slayer Podcast. I am your host, Haley Lira. I love doing a true crime podcast, so thank you so much for joining me here today. As always, you know I want that five-star review. None of y'all are leaving me a five-star review. I'm seeing no more reviews than I normally have, so (sighs) don't make me beg, guys. Anyway, um, if you want to check out any details pertaining to the cases or, you know, what I'm up to, I have a Facebook page called Storytime Slayer. And I have an Instagram page called story underscore time underscore slayer. That's where I post a lot of updates about cases and things that I add to the podcast. With all that being said, last week's story was really heavy. So today I'm not going to do an episode about murder. This is an episode about a pro athlete being catfished. I don't know if you guys remember, but I'm going to talk about the Birdman scandal. So with that being said, let's just jump right in. Like I said, I'm going to talk about the Birdman catfish scandal and where everybody's at now. I remember this being a huge deal like a decade ago. So I just want to talk about it. Just a refresher for everyone. Christopher Anderson is a formal professional basketball player known as Birdman. Look him up. And if you know him, yes, yes, you know what we're going to talk about. After an intense and clever catfish scandal, Chris Anderson nearly lost his entire career when he was investigated for child pornography. No charges were ever pressed against him, but he was a pawn in a very elaborate catfish scheme. So catfishing is when someone makes a fake online profile and tricks somebody with it to either form like romantic purposes, financial gain, or psychological games. Chris Anderson was born in Long Beach, California, but grew up in Inola, Texas. His mom had played basketball in high school as well. Chris was one of three kids, and he grew up very humble from what I've read and seen. His mom actually lost custody of him and his siblings for a few years while Chris was in middle school. During that time, he lived in a group home in Dallas. She did get custody of her children back, though. Chris was initially offered a basketball scholarship from the University of Houston right out of high school, but they ultimately revoked their offer when they saw his shitty grades. He ended up enrolling at Blinn College and played so well that he got scouts' attentions. He got so much attention, he dropped out of college to enter the NBA draft, but he never got his paperwork turned in, so he was actually deemed ineligible. So between 1999 and 2000, Chris played for a few international and D-League teams. In 2001, he had a stint with the Cavaliers Summer League, and from there he became the Fayetteville Patriots' first overall pick. But after only two games with Fayetteville, he became the first D-League player to be signed to the NBA. So he signed with the Denver Nuggets in 2001. During this time, he coined himself the nickname Birdman due to his huge wingspan. He was a total hit. People really loved him. Birdman did a short stint with the Hornets, but when Hurricane Katrina hit, he had to relocate to OKC. And that's when he kind of went on a downhill spiral. In 2006, he ends up getting suspended for two years from the NBA because he failed a drug test. But you know what everybody loves? A good comeback story. Birdman took the time during his suspension to get his shit together. And in 2008, he was re-signed with the Nuggets better and stronger than ever. Everything was great again until he met Paris. Let's talk about Paris Dunn. As far as Birdman knew, Paris was a 20-year-old aspiring model from Riverside, California. She had a pretty significant social media following and went by the name Paris Dillon online. Paris said that she was a huge fan of Birdman and liked one of his photos online. A 
A short time later, he sent Paris a friend request and she was thrilled. Paris wasn't 21 though. She was actually only 17 at the time, but she lied and told him that she was 18. The reason Birdman thought Paris was 21, even though Paris lied and said she was 18, was because Birdman wasn't actually talking to Paris and Paris wasn't actually talking to Birdman. A very important person in this story is Shelley Chartier. Shelley lived in Canada in a very remote and impoverished area. Shelley is different. And once I tell you what happened, I will tell you more about her. What she did was make fake accounts for both Birdman and Paris. And then she would use the fake account she made for Paris to talk to the real Birdman and then the fake Birdman account to talk to the real Paris. Once a connection was formed online, Shelly got phones to further her con. One number was for when she posed as Birdman and the other one was for her to pose as Paris. So Shelly basically became a middleman Paris thought she was talking to Birdman. Birdman thought he was talking to Paris. However, both of them were actually talking to Shelly. The relationships grew on both sides and the two started to share some really racy X-rated photos and text messages. To add some legitimacy and flame to the fire, Shelly created a third person named Tom Taylor in this con. And Shelly would text Paris as Tom, pretending that Tom was Birdman's best friend. So Shelly used this pretend Tom guy to solidify the whole thing with Birdman was real and convince Paris to come and see him in Colorado. The whole thing actually worked. And the real Paris Dunn flew to Colorado where she met the real Birdman and he picked her up from the airport for the weekend. During the visit, a few inconsistencies did come up. For example, when Paris mentioned Tom, Birdman had no idea who that was. He didn't have a best friend named Tom. Paris said she just brushed it off as him maybe joking around. Then there was a moment where Birdman turned on his Xbox and said to Paris, oh, you know, your sister might be online. Paris was confused, though, because her sister didn't even have an Xbox. Birdman also asked Paris when her trip to Africa was. She didn't have a trip planned for Africa or know what the hell he was talking about. Then there was a comment that he made about all the Victoria's Secret lingerie Paris said that she was going to bring to show him. And she was really confused because she never said that either. But these were all things that they sort of blew off as miscommunications. And remember, it's only a weekend trip. They overall had a good time, got along well, and agreed that they'd meet up again when she left. But during the weekend, while Paris was at Birdman's, Tom kept texting her and telling her to take pictures of things in Birdman's house while he was at basketball practice. Paris thought this was really weird, and she just blew it off. She's like, whatever, he's just being weird. So Paris goes back home and she continues to text both Birdman and Tom. One thing Paris mentions is Tom and Birdman are obsessed with this game, Call of Duty. Call of Duty. Call of Duty. Paris said one day the guys told her there was a dumb dude in Indiana that they wanted Paris to actually fly and meet and pretend that she wanted video game lessons from him because he was really good at Call of Duty. Birdman and Tom proceeded to tell her they wanted her to do this so that she could actually steal the guy's gamer tag and password. Then that way, Tom and Birdman could hack into this guy's stuff and he would no longer be able to win Call of Duty all the time. Paris was like, what the fuck? And refused to go to Indiana to do this. Well, Paris said they were basically begging her and they even tried bribing her with materialistic things. She adamantly refused though. According to Paris, this made Tom and Birdman really angry with her 
and things got really weird. The men started sending her scary and threatening text messages. Basically, they said that they would have her sexually assaulted, murdered, and thrown on the side of the road. So Paris just quit talking to them. Then Birdman texted Paris and said he was going to post her nude photos online. He actually sent Paris a website link with all the nude photos and included Paris's name, phone number, and even her mom's phone number. So then Paris and her mom's phone start ringing off the hook with a bunch of online perverts trying to call. At first, Paris really didn't want to try and tell her mom or explain what was going on, but eventually she did and her mom actually had to call the police. So that happened in February of 2012. While Shelly is terrorizing Paris, Birdman gets an email from a woman claiming to be Paris Dunn's mom. But it wasn't actually Paris Dunn's mother sending the email. It was Shelly in Canada. And the email said she knew he spent the weekend with her daughter, who was a minor, and she would blow the whistle if he didn't pay her. Birdman immediately turned this over to his lawyer. And in Colorado, I think the age of sexual consent is 17. So the issue wasn't with them meeting up or hooking up, the issue was that the nude photos Birdman received of Paris would be considered child pornography. So to try and keep things quiet and buy some time, Birdman's lawyer did actually send $3,000 to who he thought was Paris's mother, but it was actually Shelly in Canada. At this point, Paris and Birdman had no idea that they'd both been catfished by some psycho in Canada. Remember, they had actually met in person. Then everything turns into a complete shit show. In the middle of the 2012 NBA playoffs, Birdman is pulled over and served a search warrant for his home. He immediately admits to talking with Paris when questioned and spending a weekend with her at his house, but he maintained he had no idea she was 17 because according to him, she told him she was 21. Plus, she also told his travel agent she was 21 because his travel agent asked her her date of birth to book her plane tickets. Birdman turned over all the correspondence he had with Paris to prove it. Paris also admits to talking to Birdman, and she did admit that she lied about her age, but she said that she told him she was 18, not 21. Paris turned in all her electronic correspondence to the investigators as well. The public backlash during the pending investigation was so bad that Birdman was actually released from the Denver Nuggets at the end of the basketball season. It was all over the news and because he was released from the Nuggets, people actually believed the headlines and thought he was a pedophile being investigated for child pornography. I feel so bad for him. So you have to go look up a photo of Birdman if you don't know who he is. Keep in mind how many people train and have the dream of going to the NBA. I mean, he had a hard childhood. He lost his first basketball scholarship. Then he dropped out of college so he could get into the draft just to not make it into the draft because he didn't file his paperwork right. I mean, recognize the struggle. He finally gets to the NBA. His dream comes true. He hits hard times. Remember 2006, he got suspended for two years due to a failed drug test he completely rebuilds himself during those years gets back into the NBA and now this happened I cannot imagine destroyed and here's why I feel bad for him because Paris lied and I don't think we highlight the issue with minors pretending to be older now I know there was a puppet master but before Shelly started getting psycho she made Paris's dream come true He meets a beautiful young woman on Facebook that is actually real and wants to hook up with him. Paris actually is hooking up with an NBA star. 
This is something that Paris admits. She says herself that she lied about being older and would try to talk to professional athletes before the catfish scam even happened. So society is getting comfortable talking about a lot of uncomfortable topics. Let's talk about how this type of manipulation can be detrimental to everything someone else has worked for and puts a younger person in an incredibly dangerous and vulnerable vulnerable (laughs) position, period. Dot, motherfucker. No lying, guys. Anyway, okay, let's get back to the investigation. Up until now, neither Paris nor Birdman knew that they'd been catfished, and they were both actually speaking to a lady named Shelly. That means that Birdman never threatened Paris. He never wanted Paris to meet some Xbox gamer in Indiana. He never posted her photos online. He didn't have a friend named Tom, and he had no idea she was 17. During the police investigation, the presence of fake profiles, phone numbers, and emails were discovered, and all of them could be traced back to the same IP address in Canada. So because this crime also took place in Canada, the Royal Canadian Mountain Police got involved. That's Canada's version of the FBI. And they traced the IP address to a tiny, tiny town called Easterville in Canada to a woman named Shelley Chartier. They immediately get that warrant and they're asked to her house to do a search. And now I'm going to tell you about Shelley. They call her the, quote, ghost of Easterville, end quote. At the time this happened, Shelly was like 27, 28 when she started catfishing Birdman. And apparently no one in her town ever really saw her. She was a legit hermit who quit going outside when she was just a teenager. You see, Shelly's mother, Delilah, had been bedridden with rheumatoid arthritis all of Shelly's life. Delilah says when she was on catfish, the last time she was up on her feet was when she came home from the hospital with Shelly. They live in way northern Canada where it's really cold and pretty isolated. So it's so sad and awkward because Shelly told Nev in her interview with Catfish that all she really did was play video games or be on the internet catfishing. And when her mom was interviewed by Nev, she literally couldn't put down her tablet. She just like laid in her bed and held her tablet a couple inches from her face and played on it the entire time she was talking. Shelly ended up becoming her mother's primary caregiver at a very young age and was pretty much responsible for most domestic duties. I know during the 12 years Shelly didn't leave the house, she would have family come by and drop off dinners and food. So literally, she's holed up with her mom, they're both addicted to electronics, and Shelly doesn't even leave to go to the store. She has people drop off dinners. On top of her mom's health condition and all the responsibilities Shelly had, she was bullied really heavily in school. Let me just clarify. Shelly had an aunt who was her primary caregiver due to Delilah's illness, but around 11 or 12, her aunt died. So between the bullying at school, her aunt's death, Delilah's illness, Shelly dropped out of school in the sixth grade. So when I say she literally didn't leave her house to go to the store, she didn't leave her house to do anything. Her only connection to the outside world became the internet. Shelly said in an interview with CBC that the year her aunt died was the same year high-speed internet came to her town. Woo! I do want to mention that in this episode, Catfish did about Shelly. They go to her house and they show her and where she lives. And I'm just going to be honest, it's a really low-income area on a reservation. She's truly a hermit with very little support, both financially or with family or friends she has little to no education in a really low income area where there's not a lot of opportunity 
She's very awkward in her interview and says that she's never had friends and still didn't to that day. Anyway, so that paints a little bit of a picture about Shelly for you guys. Now let's unlock some of the motives behind this disturbed woman's actions. She says in a nutshell that she did it and took it that far just to see if she could because she didn't have anything better to do. What? What? Shelly had been catfishing people for at least three years and she'd catfished at least nine other people in those three years. So the Tom character Shelly used to catfish Paris, she was also using that same profile to catfish a woman in Texas. And that Texas woman fell in love with Tom. And so Shelly would manipulate the Texas woman as part of her scheme with Birdman and Paris, the blackmail situation. So let me explain. When Birdman's lawyer had $3,000 wired to Shelly, remember thinking it was Paris's mother, that money was actually sent to the Texas woman's account. Shelly was catfishing, pretending she was Tom. And then the Texas woman sent that money to, quote, Tom. This way it couldn't be traced directly to Shelly. So during the police investigation, when they found the wire transaction and all of Shelly's profiles, they went and informed the woman in Texas that she had actually been catfished by a female scam artist that was living in Canada. Police say that the Texas woman was so devastated. Investigators said for that woman, it was like somebody literally died to her. Shelly was arrested January of 2013, but I don't think that she went to court until 2015. She pled guilty to multiple charges of extortion, impersonation, and making threats. She was sentenced to 18 months in jail, and while she was in jail, she spent 50 days in solitary confinement. After serving her time, she went back home to Easterville, Canada, to the same house and continued caring for her mother. She served a two-year probation, which she was only allowed on the internet under court-ordered supervision. According to the people in Easterville, Shelley returned back to her reclusive ways and still rarely would go outside. Shelley ended up meeting a man from New York named Rob Marku. They met online playing Xbox and got married in 2014. The wedding was held in Shelley's kitchen on Christmas Day. Last I saw, she couldn't keep a steady job to sponsor her husband in Canada full-time because he's from New York and America, so I don't think he legally got to stay in Canada. Shelly did land some part-time work as a janitor, but eventually got legally deemed her mother's full-time character so she could go back home and uh, care for her mom and do what they always did. Shelly showed little to no remorse for what she did. For one, she actually said the woman in Texas was in on the Birdman blackmail scam, and Shelly said that she didn't even catfish this woman as Tom. But police found it. They found the evidence that she catfished this woman pretending to be Tom. Shelly also insinuates that she didn't like the way Paris was texting Birdman, and so that's why she threatened her and ultimately uploaded the naked photos. Wow. As for what happened to Paris Dunn, she briefly went by Paris Roxanne, and now she goes by Paris Dillon again. She is 29 now. Last year, she was in a relationship with a 77-year-old singer-songwriter, Don McLean, and it looks like they actually met in 2016, made their relationship official in 2018. However, if you look at her social media, it doesn't look like they're still in a relationship. That's really all I could find, though. I got to say, though, the Paris knows how to work it. She is gold digging and killing it. She started young, got into a little bit of entanglement, but she dusted herself back off and got on that horse. Hey, can't hate the player, hate the game, right? 
As for Birdman, he quit playing basketball, I believe, due to an ACL tear. There's not extensive media coverage following the catfish scandal. I believe he was and might still be in a long-term relationship with Tina Wiseman, but like I said, not a lot of in-depth coverage on him following that scandal. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for tuning in, and I will talk to you next week. Bye. Please don't catfish anyone. Okay, bye.